Hey there, everybody. Welcome in. Happy Wednesday, June 2nd. And uh, my name's Matt. Welcome in. If you are newer to our community or first time on, uh, here's what I want you to do. I want you to leave us a comment uh, letting us know where you're tuning in from and give me a little thumbs up if my audio is coming through okay. We were having some technical difficulties earlier this morning, but I think we got them solved. So I think we're good to go, but you know, it's the internet, so you never know. So, uh, hey, if you're newer, if you're, you know, popping on for the first time or whatever, uh, we actually have a, a text message service uh, that alerts you that we are going live. So um, let me pull this open real quick. You can text this number on your screen. And I actually just got my text message right here. You can see it uh, right there. Okay. So you can get just a, it's a short little text message. We don't spam you. We don't try to sell you stuff in the text messages. Okay. We don't do any of that stuff. So um, you just text in 813-296-8553. There's thousands and thousands of people who get this text message every morning. Um, and yeah. So good morning, everybody. Michael from Chicago. What's going on? Jason, uh, Andres, no, all advisors are not on this show. They're typically working away, you know. Uh, Cody, Paul, Tammy, what's going on? Brian, good to see you. Uh, just got my, just got the text. Okay. Awesome. Lori, uh, <laughs> hair is fire. Okay. Angela. All right. Awesome. Cool. Well, good to see you all on here. And we've got an awesome guest today. So if you're, if you're unfamiliar with our show, uh, we do these every single day at 10 a.m. Eastern. I look a little bit tired this morning. That's because I'm on the West Coast and it's 7 a.m. here. So I woke up about 6 a.m., uh, scrolled through some financial stuff, uh, looked on Instagram for a little bit, and then here I am. I got my coffee brewing. Uh, I've already got a load of laundry in for the day. So like, hey, I don't know what you're up to, but uh, if you haven't got that far in your day, you're a little bit behind. But um and uh, yeah, so it's 7 a.m. on West Coast, but I'm here every Wednesday. So Dave hosts Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. I host Wednesday. Uh, I'm the CMO here at Legendary. I handle a lot of the affiliate stuff, a lot of product development, a lot of education, just kind of all of the different stuff. I've been in this industry for about 10 years. So has our guest today. And his name is Shane. We're going to bring him in. Uh, in just a second, every single day on these wake up legendary shows, we'll bring on somebody who's uh, either newer to our community or been around for a while and uh, has found success with our training or found success with uh, um, digital marketing or affiliate marketing in some capacity. And we became aware and wanted to bring his story or testimonial to light and just let him share a little bit about um, what he's got going on, what he's excited about. Uh, what's working. And it's uh, typically a, a pretty inspirational, motivational message. Uh, so, all right, enough for me. Shane, what's going on, man? How are you? Good. I'm doing well. We had a little, before we brought you onto the show, for everybody who's here, we had a little echo going on. It sounds much better now. So I think we're great. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to return that computer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're up in the Northeast. Uh, we are excited to have you on. Thank you for taking the time to come on. Uh, you know, it's it's not like we're paying people or compensating people with money to come on and, and say, hey, Legendary's awesome. It's just kind of like, you know, hey, you, you want to volunteer a little time and come on and hang out. So thanks. And 
Can you, uh, just for everybody who's here, give us a little bit of background on you? I know I read some baseball stuff. I read some, uh, uh, we do a little questionnaire. I don't do too much reading on those, but I, I, I read through yours and loved the story of your of your uh, baseball walk-on. I'm a big sports guy, so it was like, I, I kind of nerded out on that. Uh, <laughs> but just walk us through, like, where'd you grow up? You know, what was interesting to you? Tell us a little bit about that baseball story, because I think it sets up sort of your resilience and sort of your attitude towards business. Yeah, so I grew up in Connecticut and uh, baseball obsessed. So I played baseball my whole life. My whole dream was to become a major league baseball player. That was it, that's all I was gonna do. And so when I went through high school, you know, I played varsity as a freshman and then all stayed as a senior. But then when schools were recruiting me, people were like, oh, well, you're way too small to go to Division One. You'll never make a Division One powerhouse program. And when soon as somebody says you can't do something to me is the time where I'm like, F you, I'm going. So I had a bunch of offers from D2 schools, D3 schools and some lower level D1 schools, but there was one school in particular I wanted to go to, and it was Seton Hall University. They were a powerhouse in baseball in the Northeast. And, you know, two years before that, Mo Vaughn, John Valentin, Craig Biggio, all those guys had, had gone there. So that's where I wanted to go. And, and I talked to the coach and he, and he said, yeah, yeah, come on in, come on in. You know, we don't have any scholarships for you. Um, but you know, short, you look, you look pretty good as a shortstop. So when I got in there and literally the first day I walked into the campus and we got into the practice field and there were 14 other recruited shortstops and I was the only walk on, and there was one with a scholarship and I was like, Oh my God, what did I do? And of course, you know, at 140 pounds out of high school, I'm like, all these people were right there. I'm never going to make this, but I didn't give, you know, the thing about, I, I, I barely made the team. I was like the last one cut. I actually made it as a walk-on. Um, the, the next, I, I never suited up. I never played my freshman year. And I was, I was going to quit. I was going to be like, you know what? They were all right. I'm going to go back home when I tail between my legs and, and find another small school. And my mother actually said to me, what is, like, what is wrong with you? That's not who you are. So she took me to a trip to Cooperstown to see the Baseball Hall of Fame. And so, you know, walking through the halls and I was like, you know what? She's right. Like none of these guys just gave up. Every guy that's in this baseball hall of fame put in the time and effort. yeah, they had talent, but at the same time they worked their butts off. So I went back that summer and I bulked up, I threw a football, my arm strength got better. And when I got back to school, the third baseman that they had was like all world third baseman they had brought in. He was a year older than me, but he just, academically couldn't hack it. So I decided to move over to third base and they put me in on our first trip down to North Carolina just to shake him up, just to make like, oh, you're going to lose your spot. And I ended up, I ended up, I think it was like eight for 10 in the first three games with two home runs. <laughs> and from that point on, I never relinquished third base. Okay. And uh, so I was the first ever rec like walked on that was named captain my senior year. So, and I had promised my parents that no matter what, I'm going to graduate in four years. And I had gone in with 17 other freshmen. I was the only one that graduated in four years. So um, to me, getting the education was important. By the, but by the end of my sophomore year, I had a full ride. Um, so it was, you know, all that hard work, all those times that those guys went out drinking and partying. I was at the gym and I was at the batting cage for hours and hours. And they used to have to kick me out of the gym. So when I left college and, you know, played, you know, they, they asked me to play a little 
pro ball and I had blown out my arm. When I started to get into marketing, like marketing, I decided that's where I wanted to be. I took that same work ethic and, and applied it to my, to my business. And so I started in New York City and I was commuting in from Connecticut and people would say, you're nuts. Why are you doing that? That's a you know, two and a half hour commute one way on a train. And I said, because I, I have, I want to be some, like I want to, these are the steps I want to get to. And so slowly I climbed the ladder and climbed the ladder and became a VP of marketing, a VP of media, a CMO. And so I, you know, I reached the top of the marketing food chain because I put in the hard work that other people weren't willing to do and thought I was crazy for doing. So that's, that's awesome. kind of how, you know, I was always, I was always built to like prove everyone wrong and to tell people like, what'd you say? I can't do that. Yeah. Oh, all right. We'll see about that. So, and that's kind of how, what led me to affiliate marketing because people, you know, I was so tired of the corporate rat race and I was paying affiliates thousands of dollars to promote my product. And every time I cut them a check, like I cut this guy a $30,000 check for one week of work, I'm thinking to myself, what the heck, what am I, like, I could do that. Like, what am I doing? Like, I'm cutting my check. I should be getting that check. I know what I'm doing. So, and then people are like, well, you're nuts. Affiliate marketing's it's a scam. You'll never make any money on it. I'm like, no, uh, okay, all right, here we go. Here we go again. So I always have to have that like challenge. People tell me I can't do something. So then I work that much harder to prove them wrong. Yeah, totally, totally. And I, it's just funny because the, the closest mentor that I had to myself uh, when I was getting started about 2012, I remember him saying, you know, um, I, I, I remember him kind of giving a, 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 this testimonial or something where he was explaining basically, um, you know, I, I did, a, I had a $60,000 a month or something, right. In, in, uh, affiliate commissions or something. And I was like, holy, like I, I, my brain couldn't wrap around that. And, and, and he was, you know, he's like, some people think this happens by luck or by chance or something, but he's like, you remember the NBA playoffs last week? Uh, all of my buddies were, you know, six beers deep by the time the fourth quarter came <laughs> and I was buried in my basement working and, yep. um, and I showed up for the last three minutes to see the buzzer beater ending. And that's how my life has been for the last three years. But that's what you don't see is that it, like there's a level of like discomfort and uncomfortability and wanting things to change or even just maybe it's not even that. It's just I want to accomplish it. Right. So for you, yeah. it's like I, I got people I need to prove wrong. Like I've got a little checklist yeah, I'm gonna and and I'm gonna make this happen no matter what, which is which is really cool. And to to build on what you said, like people think it comes easy, right? Because they only see the success part of it. They didn't see the struggle the first year in college where I didn't even suit up and I thought I was done. And my parents are paying for this college, and I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to afford to come back here. But they didn't see like the next year when my hands were bloody from them. You know, everybody else going out drinking but I'm in the batting cage, like I'm hitting lefty, like trying to train my swing so I, I, I see the ball better out of this eye and this eye. Like I'm doing things that nobody else is doing. And then when it comes to the game, it, it, you just like, when it comes to affiliate marketing, it comes to marketing, like you put all the hard work in on the back end. People don't see all that hard work that you're doing, the, the extra emails, the, the you know, like your brand voice, everything that you do 
the people are like, oh, well, it must be luck or it's a scam and he's just getting lucky. And it's like, no, dude, you have to put in the hours and the time. That's what people don't understand. And it's like, yeah, it looks easy to some people. Like Michael Jordan, it looked easy on the basketball court. But he spent hours and hours and hours in the gym. It just didn't. I mean, of course, right. he's talented, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, of course, he's talented. But it, the same is the same is true for me. And, and I think because you're a CMO or you've been and you understand sort of marketing or organic marketing and how hard it is to get something to go viral and how yeah. hard it is to get organic attention. You understand the power of TikTok in this age. And I, Unreal. from 2012 to 16, dude, I mean, just trying any organic platform, anything I could, just absolutely anything I could try to figure out, uh, nothing, nothing in my 10 years of experience has worked like TikTok. Not even close. No, I, I've never, insane. ever. Instagram, maybe a tiny bit, but yeah. that I felt was kind of lucky. There was no kind of algorithm that you could play with and test. I've never seen anything like TikTok. I, I literally have never seen it. And you got to ride that wave until it's done because you just never know when they're going to change their algorithm or something's going to. I mean, yep. I, I just, when people come into my messages and my DMs and TikTok, I'm like, you're a scam. If you were a legitimate CMO, you wouldn't be on TikTok. And I'm like, that's exactly why you have no idea how the platform works and you yep. have no idea how marketing works. Because that's exactly why every other CMO or everybody else that that should be pushing a brand should be on here because the organic reach is unbelievable. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And it's from every business model. I visited a buddy of mine who owns a coffee shop down the road in Gilbert, Arizona. He said one TikTok, one TikTok, uh, and, and their sales for that day was a thousand dollars more than typical. And he's like a, he's like a pull up cart. Well, one TikTok video. And it, it's just like, people have no concept. So anyway, well, they do now the people they who do. are listening here, the people who are tuning into these lives, we keep hammering it and hammering. It. And we had a conversation internally about a year, well, maybe like a year ago when a few guys came came to us and were like, "Hey, you know, we're we're doing pretty well here, and we're getting all this traffic from TikTok." And we kind of, you know, rolled our eyes and was like, "Okay, yeah, all right, that's cute, guys. You know, you know, take a bill and come back in a month." And um, and they came back in a month, and then we kind of started to look into it, and we were like, "Okay, you know, there's there's something here," and. Um, you know, ended up creating a little mini product on it called 15 second free leads. And then, and then really from there, um, you know, our whole community, a lot of our education focuses on it now, at least for right now, yeah. uh, because it's, it's hot. It might not be hot forever, but I will say, you know, people think this is going away or that it's too saturated or whatever. Just personally, I, I don't actually see that happening anytime soon because no. of how many people are still discovering the app. Yeah, and I did a I actually did a video on TikTok about the saturation because I I equated it to like when you're buying a car and you know this from being in marketing. If you decide like on one weekend that you're going to buy a Jeep Grand Cherokee, right? It's in your mind now. You're going to buy a Jeep Grand Cherokee. This is the same way that frequency and marketing and messaging works. All of a sudden you're driving to work or you're driving to the gym that Monday morning after the weekend you decide you're going to buy that car. All of a sudden on the way to the gym or work, you see 15 Jeep Grand Cherokees. 
and you're like, holy crap, I didn't realize how many Jeep Grand Cherokees there were out there. And you're like, they were always there. They were there every single day driving by you, but you weren't in the market and you weren't, so you didn't see them. And that's kind of how the TikTok algorithm works. If you're interested in affiliate marketing, if you've like shown an interest in anything, whether it be keto recipes, that's what you're going to see because that's how the algorithm works. It's not that it's oversaturated, but you're seeing those because you've shown an interest in it. And that's another reason why TikTok's so great because based on, you can kind of control it based on hashtags or in the messaging that you have where other yes. social platforms you really, I mean, you could put the hashtags out there, but you don't get the same kind of reach and the same kind of audience. No. And that's what I learned initially on TikTok because I was doing these, you know, five websites to get jobs and I would get like 30,000 views but they weren't the right type of traffic. So they weren't converting. So now, yep. you know, I'd rather have less traffic, but more qualified based on how I'm kind of directing the hashtags or everything else, knowing that those people are actually interested in something that I'm speaking about. Yeah, fascinating. So fat, it's so true. What you just said there about, you know, 30,000, you know, whatever, get 30,000 views. That particular one, we, we monitor a lot. I mean, I spend a lot of my time watching and observing and looking and and then comparing sort of content creation with back-end stats and all of this stuff and what you said there is very accurate very accurate higher refund rates less conversions yeah but when it's when it's more um yeah anyway so uh, that's very fascinating and a great insight that you've got there um because it's accurate and i've seen it uh, time and time again it's so accurate um i'm i'm so curious um, you know, with your history and also with your experience, uh, in, in marketing, how did you come across legendary? And then, you know, in terms of like, you've got a, a great history of marketing and a great marketing mind, it seems like, um, what were your thoughts? Like <laughs> from the time that you saw our sales video, I'm so curious to the, to the purchase, to like actually getting into it. I mean, did you have doubts? Were you like, oh my gosh, look at this joke? Like, no, what, no, did, what actually, were you thinking? <laughs> no, because like, I, I was, you know, I went in cocky. So when I decided to do affiliate marketing, I was like, well, I got 25 years of marketing experience. I'll watch a couple of YouTube videos. I'll get this rocking and rolling. I'll blow everyone away. And then I realized I've set up affiliate marketing from the other side, from the corporate side, like through Commission Junction and Impact and stuff, where I've, you know, yeah. had the forms and looked for affiliates and done the whole thing. But I've never set up on the other side, the, the funnels, the two pages, the email autoresponder that connects to that. I've worked with all kinds of email, you know, EMSs, but I've never worked with the email autoresponders like, you know, GetResponse or AWeb or any of those. So I'm like, oh, I'll watch a couple of YouTube videos, no problem. So I'm watching them and I'm, I'm starting to doubt everything that I've learned and taught myself for 25 years. And I'm like, wait a minute, am I, did I do everything wrong? Like for all these companies I made millions of dollars for, like, did I do something wrong? Like, do these guys know something I don't know? And then I'm like looking them up on LinkedIn. I'm like, they must be marketing geniuses. And I'm like, well, they just literally started marketing like 14 days ago. Like what, like, all right, they're not giving me the full picture. So, and then I went through another program and I went through another program. It was like, you know, while you sleep, earn millions. And I was, so I tried that and I was like, wait, I didn't learn anything here. Everything's set up for me. Like, I, I, like, so I, I keep seeing the $7, I keep seeing it and I'm like, 
eh, whatever. It's like the four stages of going into affiliate marketing. First, it's like, oh, that's all crap. Second's like, I'll teach myself on YouTube. The third's like, whatever, $7, I'll try it. And by day two, like, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to try it. I see all these people talking about it. $7. I've already spent all this money and all this time on YouTube. What can it hurt? And and by day two, I was like, this is legit. This is like kind of putting all those pieces together that I knew I needed, just how, how they're kind of all fitting together for me, like how I needed to have them fit together in my mind. Like I, I, you know, I had everything out here and by day three, when you started doing the funnels, I was like, there, all right, here we go. $7, best $7 I ever spent. I mean, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, why are, why are people not talking about this more? Because, and then, you know, everyone's like, well, the upsells and all this other stuff. And I'm like, they're okay, if they're not valuable to you, they're not valuable to you, but they're valuable to a lot of people because it, it they really are showing people how to build their business. And yeah. for 15 days and $7, I mean, it's it's really ridiculous. And that's the program I, I was like, all right, that's it. Not only do I want to become an affiliate for them, but then they, you guys kind of taught me other things. And then I, I built a golf website and I started with keto. So I had other things that I was like, okay, so I could take all that I learned here too, and then translate it into the niches that I like and the things that I'm interested in sports. So it really, it, to me, it, like I kind of stumbled across and it was the last thing. It was like, all right, I'll try it before I give this up, like defeat it again. Right. Like I was like, right. I was, I was like, I'm going to try one more time because I'm, I'm not going to be defeated. I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure it out. And the $7, I was like, it was the best $7 I ever spent. I said to my fiance, I'm like, holy crap, when I got through day two, I'm like, this is legit. Like, I thought it was going to be like $7 is a scam because you always associate, you know, and I, I get there's a barrier entry, but at the same time in my mind, I'm like, ah. but it was awesome. So wow, that's why cool. I jumped into it. And that's why I started promoting it. Cause I was like, this is legit. And it actually helps people. Yeah. Was it, was it some of like the funnel building and the actual like technical layout of like how the funnel process works that you found valuable? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And then okay. kind of how you connected to the email responder. And then to tell you the truth, at the very end, all those videos that are in your affiliate back office, right, that you do, like the, the pixel for Facebook, which, you know, is crazy now anyway, but all right. those things that you really walk people through and set up was so valuable. I, you know, you could pay $1,500 just for that. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> the amount of detail that you went into, I felt those were more valuable than anything else. And that's what I tell people. They're like, well, I don't, you know, day eight, I don't like, and I'm like, stay to the end because once you become an affiliate, it opens up all these great videos that are going to be invaluable to you that you'll go back every day and kind of review. Got it. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. That's super fascinating. I, I feel, I sort of feel like, um, yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. It's so interesting. I, I, to get it from so many to, or to hear so many different perspectives, your perspective from people who have never, ever, ever heard of marketing. It's just so interesting. Like what clicks and what ticks and because with some people, for instance, that, that training that you just talked about, um, creates a lot of chaos and confusion because it's so overwhelming. It's so detailed. It's so meticulous. Right. Um, but I see a lot of people who take that that style of training or whatever. Heck, there's people who take that and, and they go create ads agencies or they go create like all kinds of weird stuff. But it's yep. just, it, it's it, I think it comes from, you know, learning the skills and you, you keep like 
your bit your story is big around sort of that resilience and grit and doing the work right like that whole training for instance um and and really every training that i ever created the first training i created was in 2012 around seo but the um and, and then i've created a few different ones since then but more of it has been built in or sort of embedded into different companies trainings and what people don't realize is that came from uh that all stemmed from the first course i bought which was on google ads in 2011 and uh then i bought a facebook course in 2013 or 14 or something around facebook ads and i would i would wake up at 4 a.m watch that stupid freaking training go to work <laughs> at six come back at two I was exhausted, so I would nap for like 30 minutes and get right back on it. And um, and I did that for like a year or two where it was just like every waking moment I was deep into this. Like I was learning everything about how these ad platforms work and how they bid and how they target and how who they yep. send these ads out to and all of this stuff. And I think that, you know, I get emails from people who are like, I've been in this for two weeks and I just there's nothing going on. And, and I just think sometimes there's this level of like, um, whatever it is, I don't know how that happens. Maybe it's just missed expectations. Maybe somebody dropped a hint that this was going to be easy or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, or maybe this, they've, they've never had to work for something in their life. I, I don't actually know. Well, but yeah. I, what I'll say is it, it's just... I like coming back to the fact that you worked so hard on this to build those skills and then came into the challenge and took that same approach, right? Like didn't even, you know, you had the moment of like, well, I got this, but really like you came in and when you realized the value or when you kind of like, we're, we're like, okay, shoot, this is real. Like this is an actual like real deal thing. Like this is pretty surprising <laughs> that you, you were able to, to like, okay, Hey, I remember, I remember how to do this. Yeah. This takes hard work. I gotta grind. I gotta I gotta like I gotta get back on the horse here and like let's go saddle up. Yeah, because for so many years being a chief marketing officer or vice president of marketing, I had like a digital team, right? So I oversaw them, but I didn't necessarily roll up my sleeves and get into the technical every day. Like I, I oversaw them, gave them suggestions, we went over the numbers, I was constantly looking at it, but every day it wasn't like building things or connecting my HTML, like I had been removed from that. So for right. me to jump back into it, you know, it, like you said, I, I tell you what, if, if I was to start a company, I would buy the program and have every, every one of my digital marketers watch the 15 days and have those videos because they're invaluable. And it's something that even if the greatest digital marketer in the world will pick up something from it. If they're really watching. Now, I've had people go through and say, I didn't learn anything. I'm like, what? Well, are you nuts? What, are you crazy? <laughs> but those are the people I know at the end of the day sure. won't put in the time and the effort either. So you can start sure. to like figure out who's going to work, who's not going to work. And then I've had people blow through it and then are like ready to go and excited and like, that was amazing. And I like to do like follow-up calls or live Zooms with them just to make sure everything's hooked up, make sure that they're... Because, you know, the, sometimes the videos are outdated. So the way that uh, AWeber has kind of changed their software and how it connects the yep. HTML to ClickFunnels has changed. So yep. sometimes I kind of walk them through how to put in the raw HTML to connect everything because yep. things have changed. So, 
you know, I want to make sure that they're set up for success. If they've spent the seven dollars, if they've spent whatever they wanted to spend, but they've gone through me, I want to make sure that they're set up and they're ready to go. Like I, I want to be a part yeah. of that mentorship to them. So they're not just going through the program and watching videos and feel like they're left on an island. Like they have somebody with marketing experience behind them to say, hey, did you try this? Or hey, I saw a couple of your TikToks. Maybe you want to tweak your messaging or maybe your hook needs to be this or something like just to help them kind of or, or you know, take the top five guys within your niche and take some of their like their top five videos with their most views on it and then kind of recreate them in your own voice. Don't copy them, but, you know, kind of recreate them. And if you want content ideas. So it's just trying to help people understand that they, you know, they have people behind them. They have this great set of videos that they can go to at any point at any time to rewatch. Um, I, I just think it's a great program. I, it really helped me. Um, and like you said, I think it's built for all different levels. So there'll be days that, you know, for me, we're like, okay, yeah, I get that. I, I, I knew that. But then there are other days are like, oh, all right. All right. That's cool. And I could see where somebody coming in that has no marketing experience at all, the way it's laid out and how it's organized. It's very particular. So it's it should be for most people very easy to follow and move along. And I think that's why people that have no marketing experience have success when they finish the program. I saw Michelle on here yesterday and I know she didn't necessarily have marketing experience, but she's having great success with the program because she followed it. She's put in the hard work. And, you know, those are the kind of people that are always going to be successful. So it's great to see people come out of it and really gain something from it. Yeah, that's cool. So, and thanks for all of that detail, just because it helps me so much get a gauge of sort of just, you know, what's valuable, what's helpful. And we sure. try to just move things around. That's really helpful. What, um, so you're also diving into like golf niche and, uh, and, uh, like other stuff. What, what's the thought behind it? How, how is that going? What's been enjoyable about that? What's that been like? So the golf niche, you know, when I first started out, I was like, well, golf, golf to me is a little tougher to do on TikTok just because, I mean, I could go to Pexels and, and get the, the videos and, and download them. And I, I did a, I actually tested it. I've tested a couple golf videos and that's another great thing for TikTok. Like I know yes, I have I a see niche it with dude. I, we talked about how the algorithm, you can control what you see. Like yeah. I, I'll hit like on a couple golf videos and suddenly I've got dudes who are like showing me all these crazy exercises and these things get crazy views. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So I tested a couple on mine. I took like a couple Caddyshack uh, videos and posted my own kind of things on it. And I have like a golf website where I do reviews because I just love the golf product. So I'll go to Dick's or I'll go to Golf Galaxy and I'll literally like grab five drivers and bring them in. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm testing these. So I'll go in and I'll, and then I'll, I'll come back and do a review on them. And then I did like just recently the top five golf gadgets you have to have for 2021. And I tested it on my, my TikTok page and, it, and nice. it kind of blew up. So then I send them to my website, but then I have an Instagram and I have a Facebook and I'm running some golf ads over here on, you know, some swing stuff. So it's, it, you know, websites take longer for SEO. So I'm just trying to build content for it. And then, you know, I did some health and wellness with keto and stuff like that. I'm just, I'm trying to test different things and see what kind of clicks. And, and my whole goal is really, and the goal, and this is what I tell all, all the people that, that work with me through affiliate marketing, the email list is gold. So 
even if you're not making sales right away, collect the emails. Because in two years, you're going to be able to sit on a beach and send an email out with a product in it and collect $30,000 like the affiliates that I used to pay. So do the work now. Do the lost leaders. Do the lead magnets so you're collecting these emails. And that's what I'm trying to do with the golf and the keto. So I'm yep. building up my legendary list and my you know make money online list. And then I have my golf list up here, which I'm trying to grow with like a free ebook. And then, you know, like the keto, you know, 20 recipes, because I just want emails. I want emails. And then as I see a good product come out, I'll suggest it. Like I saw this protein shake that I really like. I tried this diet, Optivia, that I lost 11 pounds in two weeks. Like maybe you guys want to try. So I'm just trying different things to see what sticks. And then I can see, yeah. obviously, by the stats, like, oh, I had 12 unsubscribes this week. They did not like that. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to do that again. So, I, you know, I'm just testing things. I'm trying to see what works, what doesn't work. Like, I'm sending broadcast emails out just to thank people. Hey, did you see the new article that uh, reviewinggolfclubs.com just wrote on the top five drivers for 2021? Like, I'm just testing things and seeing what kind of response and with the open rate and click-through rate and all those kind of different things that, you know, that... I think it lost a lot of times with people with analytics. Like they just set it and forget it a lot of times and they create content, which is awesome. But they're not looking at the back end to see, you know, their, their email sequence. What emails, maybe, maybe I don't need 24 emails in that sequence. Like where am I losing people? Like where did it go from 20% open rate down to 2% open rate? Like Bingo. obviously they didn't like that email. So maybe yep. we remove that or maybe we tweak the wording in it. So it, that's where I kind of, that's where the hard work comes in is constantly tweaking and constantly looking and seeing, okay, what's resonating with people. And it's yep. not like, and what I tell people all the time is it's not a granular thing. So you can't look at mm. it every single day and make a decision based on that day. So you got to look at it as a whole, a week, yes. a month, you know what I mean? Yep. Because the overall, like one day you just could have a crap day. And yep. you could have a 2% click-through rate, but that email traditionally will get you a 25%. You just, you have to look at it as a whole. So you, you make a note of it. Okay, that was a, you know, I'm not getting any emails. What do I need to do? And that's yep. what I just recently did. I wrote an ebook and has a, I have a lost leader on my TikTok because my, it, it just dried up for some reason. I don't know if mm. I was shadow banned. I don't know what happened, but I was yeah. getting people through the funnel. So I was like, all right, now I got to tweak that. So how are we going to tweak that? And then like yesterday, a hundred people signed up through the email. Okay. That's working. So how Bingo. do I build on that? So it's just constantly looking at the back end and then tweaking it from there. Interesting. Interesting. Oh my gosh. I love what you said about you have to evaluate things over a period of time. The amount of times that I had, I learned that lesson and it was just stupid. I just, I don't know. I just, you know, overreact. And it's just crazy how even after having been in this for so long, uh, it'll still creep up and I'll still do it sometimes where I still, you know, overreact or freak out. And now, man, I, I have really, re especially with the amount of like traffic and volume and sales that come in here at Legendary, it's more like I really look in like quarterly and almost yeah. like half a year because I mean, you got people who come in and out and affiliates will bump traffic up and down and all this stuff. And you have to start looking at bigger trends. And especially early on as, as um, you know, and as a digital marketer, affiliate marketer, you, your list is at 100 or 50 people or something. 
I just mostly tell people like, hey, track all of that stuff, but don't make any decisions about it. No. Like just track it all and make mental notes and actually have a, you know, if you're tracking it in a spreadsheet, make a, make a little note and just say, hey, today I felt like I should probably do X, Y, Z, something, you know, our stats looked weird on this and I should probably adjust it, but don't screw with anything. Don't no. mess with anything. Don't, don't, you know, start making a bunch of weird changes. Like just keep it steady. And after a few months, 90 days, look back at everything and say, well, okay, now I have a body of work yes. that I can actually make a decision on, right? 30 days, Nah, okay. 60 days, much better. 90 days, if you're consistently taking action, creating some good content, uh, you, you're putting marketing in front of people for 90 days as a new affiliate or a new digital marketer. I mean, that's enough time to really say like, okay, what I'm doing isn't working. Let's make a pivot or what I'm doing is working. Let's pour on the gasoline. Yes. Uh, but that was a really, really big point. And the other thing to remember is as a marketer, and I know you see this all the time, you know, as I'm building out campaigns, I could have been working on this campaign, you know, in the marketing world for six months before it hit market. Right. Mm. So I'm sick of it by the time it hit market. So if it doesn't produce, and this is what I had to have the argument with CEOs all the time, because they've seen it for six months and it hit the market. And after a week, it's not doing anything. And it's like, yeah. well, we need to change the campaign. And that's what, that's what happens with a lot of businesses and that's why they fail is like we need to change the campaign i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa time out the consumer has seen it for a week you've seen it for six months so you're sick of it it hasn't built enough frequency with your consumer to actually make a decision on anything so and that's the same thing with you know the people that give up after two weeks like you haven't set a benchmark of anything yet Right. You can't you can't do 10 videos and expect to make $50,000. It doesn't work like that. You have to build and build and build. It's the frequency of three. It's the frequency of seven where people need to see it and trust you because people are going to see your video the first time and, you know, glance over it. Second time, they may watch it a little bit more. By the third time, they're probably going to watch it more and be like, oh, yeah, I've seen this guy before. Right. But they need to be able to trust you to make that decision. And what are you saying of value to them? So it's 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 about building that frequency and understanding that it takes a little time to do that i you know talking about a granular i was working for you know the company was making four billion dollars a year and we literally would work look at the sales numbers and i would argue this all the time i'm like we can't look at it day by day i mean we can yeah. look at it but don't make decisions based on what happened yesterday based on previous year because we look over year over year we're down fifty thousand dollars year over year and i'm like there's so many factors to that. Last year was a Sunday. It was a big selling day. Today, this year, it's a Monday. We don't, and then, you know, but the week, we're still on track for the week. Well, we need to pivot. We need to change. And I'm like, you're making a decision based on one day with all these different factors. Let's look at it for the month. Where are we trending for the month? Where are we looking for, like you said, 90 days? Are we going to make the quarter? Then we decide. But you can't make a decision based on one day or one email that was sent out. Okay, it was disappointing, didn't do well. All right, well, why? Like, how did you word it? Like, then it's like you fail forward, right? So you look at it and you say, okay, it didn't work. So then how do I make it better? Right. If I'm the consumer and I'm reading this email, would I click on it? No, probably not, because it sounds generic. It's not in my voice. It's, you know, and I picked it up. I used somebody else's funnel and I, did, I only changed a couple of the words to fit me. 
my my name basically i didn't tell my story so of course people because i've seen it seventy thousand times like who are you what's your story like who, you know yep. that's what i try to tell people and, I, and and i haven't done a good job of it either and i'm trying to tweak my emails now too as i see how they've gone through because and i basically started this in february so i was giving it a couple months at a certain level yeah. and that's why i just made the tweak now because it kind of ran its course yeah okay people are kind of tired of that look that feel so let's tweak it again it, it gave it enough time so now i'm seeing results on it so then how you know i'm going to monitor that and then tweak from here and send yep. a couple messages there so it's, it's really building on it and understanding who you're talking to not just set it and then all of a sudden it stops and you're like well this sucks it quit it's a scam right yeah right and and it's just yeah there's so many good nuggets there i yeah dude uh man yeah i wanted to jump on all of those different things and i don't know which one's best but yeah just <laughs> oh. yes to everything and i just feel like um Gosh, the the whole piece. I, I here's the here's the main nugget that really stood out to me. There was, you you got started. You changed your name in a few of the landing pages and and a couple of the emails, whatever. And you were like, hey, you know what? It's it's freaking good enough to go. Like it's right. good enough for me to drive some traffic to and see what happens. Exactly. Rather than going over perfectionist, and then you got ninety days or whatever that you can look back on, and now you're like. Oh, you know what? Okay, now I can make some adjustments. Shane, I, man, uh, like your you're Facebook, dropping nuggets. Your Facebook ad. So you had that huge faith about your story, right? Yeah. So I took nuggets of that and I'm like, and then I'm like, but that's not really like I started to run it. And I'm like, I just want to get something out there. So I'll change some things here and there. Yep. And I got some response from it, but I'm like, that's not true to who I am. And even my fiance yep. is like, you know, that's awesome, but that's not your story. Tell yep. your story because you went through a ton of crap in the last four years. You've dealt with a ton of stuff. Like, tell your story. Be authentic. And that, she was right because I, I I'll buy from somebody that's authentic. Like, I'll listen to somebody that I know is authentic. And you can tell when someone's fake. You can yep. you can tell when somebody's not giving you the full story. Yep. Like, I try to be transparent even on my lives. Like, I'm. Tr What's the question you have? Okay, yeah, it's it's twenty five hundred dollars, and you have a lot of value in it. You don't have to buy it if you don't want to buy it. It's really up to you. No one forces you to buy it. Would I recommend it? Sure. But I'm going to be transparent on everything I do. Is it yep. like people are like, can I make money within 15 days? I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> you could get lucky. You literally could get lucky and make money, but you're right. going to set your goal for 60 days. And if you make money before that, it's great. Yep. But there is no get rich quick scheme out there. And I'm going to tell you that right now. And if there is, it's going to last. It's short term. It's not a long term play. And yep. if you want a long term play to really retire and to really set yourself up for the future, then do the work now and you'll set yourself up. But and I have that argument with people all the time. They're like, well, you're scamming. You told us I'd make a thousand dollars. And I said, I never told you you'd make a thousand dollars. I said, you can make a thousand dollars. You have to put in the work. Yeah. And then people are like, well, build it for me. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> OK, yeah. <laughs> Build it for me. Do everything yeah. for me. Run my business for me. Come yeah, on, exactly. Shane. Come exactly. on. What kind of guy are you? I know. You're such a jerk. I can't stand you. You're such a scammer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, it just, yeah, it's, it, it, yeah. 
I, 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 it's funny because uh, I, I don't deal with the scammer thing so much as I just kind of deal with like the, hey, nothing happened. Right. What do I do? You know, what's next? What do I try next? And it's like, hey, you know, you got some really good training. You got your feet wet a little bit. Like before you run to me, at, you know, it's, it's, there's some conditioning um, and we don't have to get super deep into this, but I've realized that there's some conditioning of how people have grown up and how they were parented and yes. stuff to where in, in some households, if something doesn't work or if there's a problem or something's out of place or something's broken, it's mom, dad, yes. yeah, before ever being like, Hey, I wonder if I could fix this. Right. Yes. And the parent is always, you know, in, in that house is, is, they need to be needed. So it's, oh, mom, dad, you know, they might play it off as like, oh my gosh, what now? But secretly they love it. And right. the kid knows it. But it, rather than saying, and Dave says that he does this with his with his little uh, with his little girl all the time. He said, what do you think you should do? Right. What do you think you should do? What it's... could you do? What would you suggest? Yes. And I, I found myself being in, in this space a lot of times being the person who needs to be needed. And I've had to make that shift myself a little bit because I realized, okay, I'm kind of co-creating this situation Yes, and had to take responsibility for my role in that. But now, you know, people come to me and say, well, it's not working. I, I did this and it, it didn't work. You know, I did exactly what you said, you know, and I just say, well, what do you think you should do? What's the right. next step? What do you think? And sometimes I'll just get, there's no email response. There's yeah. just, our communication ends. And yeah. other times people are like, well, I mean, that's what I, you know, I, I paid money. That's, I, I'm here to get your coaching, you know, or whatever. And, and I, it's subtle, but you have to make that shift from, you're just a lifelong student and somebody who needs, you know, doesn't know how to engineer or get their solutions Yeah, and not telling them to you know, screw off basically, right. uh, you know, I, cause I never want people to feel like that, but at the same time, it doesn't do me or them any good to just sort of be like, well, you know, let me fix your whole business for you. Right. You know, you got to start getting good at Google searching. You got to get skilled at YouTube searching. Okay. Something got updated. How, where do I go? Oh, I probably go to Aweber and ask them what to do. Right. right. It's like, and, and now I've got to find my solution and really, like business ownership, I found entrepreneurship, digital marketing, even it's all the best people. The people who are really killing it are problem solvers. They're yes. engineers who can solve their own problems and they can solve them fast and iterate quickly. Um, not and they're proactive. Who are good at emailing people and asking, "Fix this for me." Right. Exactly. It's the it, and I say this to my daughters all the time because they're not like if you come to me with a problem, you better come to me with a solution. It might not be the right solution, but come. And I used to kick people out of my office all the time. Ah, this isn't working. I, I don't you know. I'm like, so what is your solution? Well, I don't have one. I'm like, then get, get out of my office. Like, if you're going to come to me with a problem, come <laughs> with a solution. Even if it's not the right one, at right. least we can talk through it. But don't come with problems. And I think it, it comes from that whole everybody gets a ribbon generation. Like, mm. I tell my kids, like, uh, you're not getting a ribbon if you lost. Like, you lost. That's where you learn. Failing and losing is where you learn to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and get better. If you're winning all the time or having somebody do it for you, you learn nothing. 
Yeah. You learn zero. You need to get yep. knocked down. You need to get your face rubbed in the dirt a little bit. You need to be humbled because yep. get, like, like I was when I started affiliate marketing, like, you know, I got humbled because I was like, I have all this marketing. It didn't matter. I had no viewers on TikTok. I started from the ground up just like everybody else. Yep. It's just, you know, how much you're going to work at it and you get knocked down, you get beat up a little bit and you're like, okay, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's do this. And that's what I tell my daughter. It's yeah. like, you know, one of them's playing soccer and she's like, well, dad, you know, this girl pushed me. I'm like, then push her back. Like get your body in. Like, don't let her take the ball from you. Like just, you, you gotta be tougher. You gotta be like, you want to win? Then be tougher. That's the bottom line. That girl doesn't care. She's not going to like score and then run over to you and give you a ribbon and say, Hey, that was awesome. Thanks for letting me score. Nobody cares. And even in business, I tell people all the time, I work 68 hours. I didn't get a ribbon for that. If I didn't take my vacation, they weren't like, hey, awesome job, buddy. You didn't take your vacation. At the end of the year, they're like, oh, we need budget cuts. And, and we could hire someone for half your cost to implement all your, like, make sure all your programs that you implemented are running. Right. Thanks. And it's like, <laughs> what? What the hell just happened? So, you know, it's like you need to look out for you and you need to work hard. And that's what I try to instill in my kids. Like my oldest, she'll be in college in a couple of years. And I'm like, I'm going to teach you the tools for digital marketing. So you, when all your friends are going out partying, you're going to be making money in your dorm room. Yep. So I'm going to teach her how to do it. I'm not going to do it for her, but she's going to learn how to do it. And I'm going to give Damn. her the skills because if I had come out of college like the internet was not a huge thing. I'm that old now. Right. When I came out of college, there was no such thing as the, you know, the internet was just in its infancy and there was no people making money online. Yeah. If it was now when I came out of college, I never would have gone into corporate America. Never. Yeah. I would, cause there's so many different ways to make money online. I would have figured it out or I would have faked it till I made it because I would have been like on Fiverr. I would have been anywhere just making <laughs> money, doing what I had to do. So I did not have to deal with the yeah. corporate, you know. Well, yeah, and especially, I, you know, especially just because the ROI on college and, and that whole investment is so much lower these days. Yeah. The actual tangible ROI on that is, you know, for the investment made, the return is so much less given the power of the Internet. Like, yeah. and just how crazy that is. Man, that's so cool. We've got, I mean. We do. We've got people in the in in. We've got young guys, eighteen, nineteen year old. Uh, one of them, they're actually from the same town, and uh, we had one of them on this week, uh, or last. I think it was this week. Yeah, I think it might have been Monday. Um, young kid, nineteen years old, and uh, he lives in the same town as this other kid, uh, eighteen years old, and this other kid's got a. He's got an throughout high school an entire lawn care business. Uh, in, in his in his town that he's grown by himself, basically. Uh, I think he might be hiring on one or two. But anyway, I had to call this guy. I had to call this kid up because um, he signed up for a program. He was under 18, so I had to tell him, hey, we got to refund you. We got to – you can't – basically, you can't participate in our program and stuff being under 18. And the dude's sitting out on his lawnmower taking the call. And he's like, hey, let me just – he just powers down, right? Powers down his – lawnmower or whatever he might have been in his truck i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure he was sitting on his lawnmower in the middle of a job 
and he's and he's just sitting there and i was just like dude are you working or what he's like yeah man just just out on a job it's been real busy you know and i just am like see there's the difference right this kid's just out there growing and he's like i gotta hire somebody on i could just i got too many jobs i got too many requests and he's you know whatever 17 18 years old and he's been doing it for a couple years He's like, yeah. finally bought a trailer, got a nice new mower, like, I'm rolling now. And he's making, you know, and, and now he's got his little affiliate marketing business that he's doing, too. I'm like, D- are you in school? Did you go to school? Right. He's like, yeah, yeah, I did school, you know, whatever. And I'm like, damn, like, you know, please, you know, if you do go to college, you know, keep doing whatever you're doing so you can exactly. just pay for it. Exactly. And you're good to go, man. A- anyway. Shane, we got we're coming up on the top of the hour. I yep. I wish we could just sit here and rant all day, but <laughs> uh, we can't, unfortunately. Um, Shane, this has been really valuable. The amount of little tiny gold nuggets throughout this whole thing that are sprinkled in. I hope people here felt that and realized that, and um, I hope they. Well, I know they got value from this. I got value from this, and well, thanks. It, I appreciate it. This has been awesome. I mean. Like yeah. I said, I mean, there are very few products that I really would promote and legendary is one of them just because I believe in it and it, it's helpful. So awesome. I, I, you know, and, and like I said, everybody, anybody can do it. Anybody can do affiliate marketing. Yeah. And that's why I tell everybody all the time. It's just putting in the work. That's, that's the bottom line. Yep. And sometimes the work sucks, but it, it is does, it is. <laughs> but it's a, hell of a lot better doing it for yourself in your own house. Than dealing with some, you know, 30 year old, 30 year old kid who got a company handed to him by his father that's telling you like TikToks for 18 year olds. And I'm like, oh, for the love of God. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, Shay. Well, thanks for coming on, man. And uh yeah, I stay around. I mean, we'll we, we love to have people come back on. Sure. And it, you know, if you find success even with your golf thing or with your uh, keto thing like send me an email and be like hey absolutely. dude it's taken off and we'd love to showcase that sure absolutely i'd love to cool awesome well thanks for coming on shane thanks man i appreciate it all right see ya bye-bye all right guys uh there you have it um wow that was that was ridiculously valuable <laughs> he gave a lot of value throughout this episode if you if you didn't get to catch it all that's okay, uh, but go give Shane a follow. Uh, I'm gonna put him up here, uh, Shane Werda. Um, he is on TikTok, you can find him there. Also, go check out some of the other stuff he's doing uh, on Instagram with his golf. Um, just, you know, he's he's taken a little bit of creative liberty to just go out and, and look up different stuff or different niches, different industries and dive into them. And uh, it's really powerful. So uh, again, we are here live every single day. I'm totally live. It's not pre-recorded at all. Totally live. And uh, we're here every single day, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern on our Facebook page. Or if you're in our Facebook group, we also stream it there. Uh, go give Shane a follow. And uh, we will see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place.